Today we're talking to you about vision. Talking to you about vision. Scripture says in Proverbs 29 and verse number 18, 29 and verse number 18, where there is no vision, where there is no vision from God, where there is no revelation from the Lord, the people perish. Where there is no vision, where there is no revelation from God, no direction from God Almighty, people perish. One version says people cast off restraint. In other words, they do their own thing. They run around aimlessly and they, and they end up perishing. One of my favorite sports is football. I thoroughly enjoy uh, the sport of football. And I told my wife that my favorite time of the year is fall. But if football was in the spring, my favorite time of the year would be springtime. Amen. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. So I, I enjoy football. And, and can you imagine a football team that has no vision? Can you imagine a football team that has no direction and, and, and they're all going in different directions? They're just doing their own thing and, and, and the quarterback gets in the huddle and, and the quarterback calls the play and he says, we're going to have a run play on the right side and we're going to hand it off to the running back and, and they break the huddle and all the people come out the huddle and they just think, well, I'm going to do my own thing. I got my own vision. And the quarterback says, hike! And the linemen, instead of run blocking, they decide to pass block. And the fullback, instead of running and blocking on the right side, decides, well, I don't want to do that. I want to do my own thing. And, and so he decides to run out in the left out there in the flats for a pass. And, and then the running back decides, well, I don't want to run the ball on the right-hand side. I want to run on the left-hand side. So he runs left, the quarterback turns right, and the, and the running back's not there. And every single play, they do their own thing. How many know that football team's going to lose? <laughs> I mean, that's a football team with no vision. That's a football team with no direction. That football team is going to perish. And friends, can I tell you, that's how many local churches operate. Everybody's doing their own thing. There is no vision. There is no direction. People are just running wild and, and just, just doing their own thing. And, and, and the Bible says where there is no vision from God, where there is no direction from God, where there is no revelation from the Lord, people run around aimlessly and they perish. It's very important that every church has a God-inspired vision. What I want to do today is I want to talk to you about the vision of people's church. You say, Herbert, why do you share vision so much at this church? Because I do share it frequently. I do it for three reasons. Number one is because we're a rapidly growing church. You may not realize this, but you know, every year we grow 20, 25%. This year we're probably three to 400, sometimes even 500 people bigger than we were this time last year. We are a rapidly growing church, and we thank the Lord for what He's doing here at People's Church and the lives that are being changed. But because of all the new people, and we're honored you're here. I'm so honored to, to be your pastor, to teach the Word of God to you, and it's a great joy to have you here. But I have a responsibility, and my responsibility is to cast the vision so that you as new people can buy into the vision and help us to accomplish this great, big, huge, God-sized vision that God has called us to. And we want everybody pulling in the same direction. We want everybody headed toward the same goal. We don't want anybody running around aimlessly doing their own thing. We want to pull together and accomplish the vision that God has given us. There's a second reason that I share vision frequently, and that's because I, I want to help you find the right church. And as I share a vision, this may not be a fit for you. 
it may not resonate with you. And we understand that people's church is not for everybody. And we want to help you find a local church where you can support the vision and support the leadership and where you can get behind and, and, and make a huge difference for God's kingdom. And, and how many of you know life is too short to be in a church where you're unhappy? Come on, I said I had 100% amens. Amen. It's too short to be in a church. Life's too short. So, my Lord, if you're not happy, go somewhere where you can be happy in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to help you do that. So I cast vision so you'll understand where we're headed as a church. The third reason that I cast vision and, and share vision frequently is because some of you have been here a long time and you've forgotten the vision. You see, vision is a lot like a tire. It leaks. I don't understand it, but you can get your oil changed, get your, get, get, get your, get your uh, air in your tires filled up, or go air it up yourself, and you haven't hit any curbs, you've just been driving. You go check your, your, your tire, tires about a month, a month and a half later, lo and behold, one of them's running low. You think, where did the air go? I don't know where it went, but it just leaks out the tire. And a vision is a lot like that. You share vision a month ago, I shared it a year ago or two years ago, and you let it leak out of you. You forget the vision. And my job as a leader is I want to grab the holes and I want to fill you back up full of God's vision for this church so that you can get excited again, so you can get fired up again, so that you can get reengaged again and help us accomplish this huge God-sized vision. Let's just jump right into it today. Let's begin with our mission statement. In other words, if you had to sum up what this church was all about in one sentence, this would be it. Number one, it's really not in your bullet. It's printed in your bulletin. It's just a, just a heading. The first thing is this, connecting people to God and to others. Connecting people to God and to others. I want this to get in your heart today. So I want you to repeat it after me. Everybody say, connecting people to God and to others. Oh, I'm looking around here and that wasn't everybody. Come on now. Let's repeat it again. Connecting people to God and to others. That's what this church is all about. We want to help people that are far from God connect with God. See, their life changed by the power of Jesus Christ. We want to see believers growing in their relationship with God, vibrant, knowing God, serving God, living for God, connecting people to God. And not only that, but we want to connect people to others. We want to connect you with other believers. We believe the best way that your life will be changed and transformed is in a small group setting where you can be held accountable. And you can grow spiritually with other people. And you can build Christian friendships. So we want to help connect you to God and to connect you with others. Point number one, let, let's look at the vision of people's church. Point number one is this. You can fill in the blanks there in your bulletin. Take some notes. Number one, people's church will continue to reach people far from God. Will continue to reach people far from God. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse number 9 says, he isn't really being slow about his promised return. In other words, God said, hey, hey, you guys are wondering when Jesus is coming back and, and he's not being slow like you think he is. He goes on to say, even though it sometimes seems that way, but he is waiting for the good reason that he is not willing that any should perish, and he is giving more time for sinners to repent. Can I tell you, the only reason that Jesus Christ has not yet come back for his church is that he is waiting for more people who are far from God to repent and to turn their life over to Jesus Christ. And you and I can get so all focused 
We start making church about everything else. Oh, just take me deeper, feed me, feed me, feed me. And we want everybody growing spiritually. But can I tell you the number one reason that Jesus is waiting to come back is he wants more people who are lost, who are without God, to repent and to give their heart and life over to Jesus Christ. So God the Father says, hold off, son, hold off. There are more who need to repent so they can spend eternity in my presence. And church, can I tell you, please hear this. This church is a hospital. Do you know who hospitals are for? Sick people. All right, there's three or four of you with me today. It's sick people. Sick people. The Scripture says this in Matthew chapter 9 and verse number 10. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners Those who were far from God, those who were not living for God, they came and ate with him and his disciples. I I always think this is interesting that Jesus was comfortable around sinners and sinners were comfortable around Jesus. Verse number 11, when the Pharisees saw this, when the religious people saw this, when the church people saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? I mean, our problem is he's eating with them. We wouldn't have a problem if he was preaching to them. We wouldn't have a problem if he was condemning them. We wouldn't have a problem if he was rebuking them. Our issue is Jesus is hanging out with sinners. What's his problem? What's up with Jesus? Hanging out with lost people. Jesus, you better get to preaching to them, boy. Verse 12, on hearing this, Jesus said, It is not. The healthy, Jesus said, let me tell you something about me. I'm a hospital. It's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Can you imagine a hospital that wouldn't admit sick people? Oh, yeah, we're a hospital, but all we take is healthy people. Yeah, we got an emergency room, full-function emergency room, but it's only open for healthy people. We want people in our hospital to have it all together. How many know that hospital's not worth a quarter? Amen. And we're called the church of Jesus Christ. We have a sign up that says church, where God's presence is, where we believe life change occurs. And what a sad place when a church is only for church people. And when people think God is only for religious people. Can I tell you something about church? It's like a hospital, it's messy. Can I tell you, a hospital's messy. People go to a hospital, they're full of disease. They're sick. They puke and throw up. They boo-boo on themselves. Oh, that's right. I said boo-boo in church. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's nasty in a hospital. Because sick people are there to get well. And friends, when the local church is functioning right, when the local church has the heartbeat of God, it's a messy place because people come with their hangups, people come with their issues, people come in their sin, and they come just like they are. And the reason it gets so messy and it starts to bother church people is this, because oftentimes unchurched people, those who are far from God, they belong before they believe. And we like people to believe before they belong. Oh, yeah, we're holy in here. You better change and be like Jesus if you won't come to deal. we holy, people. we holy. You better change up in here. Oh, you ain't as holy as you think you are. Amen. 
Mm-hmm. I know some of you. Hey, man, you ain't. But oftentimes, let me tell you, oftentimes, unchurched people belong long before they believe. They come just like they are, and they hang out. They want to eat with Jesus first. They want to check it out first. They want to investigate. They want to kick the tires around and say, do I really want to turn my life over to Jesus? You know what oftentimes messes with all of us and I have to pray through because sometimes it can mess with me as a pastor. But you know what oftentimes messes with people? Is oftentimes people belong, and sometimes they belong for weeks before they give their heart to Christ. There are some people that belong for months before they ever give their heart to Christ. There are some people that actually will belong and check it out and kick the tires for years before they ever cross the line and give their heart to Christ. And you and I have to be people that understand it's a process. And people belong before, before they believe. They eat with Jesus before they decide to follow him. And if you're unchurched in this place, I just want you to know something. I'm honored you're here. If you're far from God, you've got questions about God. I'm not intimidated. I'm not bothered. I'm honored you're here. I started this church with you in mind. Listen, we didn't start a church to reach a bunch of church people. They're going to heaven. They'll be fine. We started this church with you in mind that we could reach you on your journey and help you and see you give your life to Jesus Christ. And I want you to come. If you're unchurched, listen, I want you to come just like you are with your problems, with your hang-ups, with your issues. Come on, that's how we all came to Jesus. Problems, issues. And hear me, if somebody condemns you, somebody belittles you and degrades you, you just bring them to me because I'd much rather get rid of them than you. Amen? Because I'm after you. I'm after you. I'm after you. I want you to give your heart and life to Jesus Christ. And here's what I know. Here's what I know. If you don't know the Lord in this place today, here's what I know. If you'll come to this place every single week and you'll come seeking truth, You'll come with an open mind and say, I want truth, Pastor. I don't understand it all. I've got questions. I've got issues. But I come here. I'm seeking truth. Here's what I believe with all of my heart, that Jesus Christ will change your life. Jesus Christ is in the life-changing business. You may come for a month. You may come for a year. You may come for two years. But I know if you keep coming and you'll seek truth, that my Jesus will change your life in a radical way. He is in the life-changing business. Notice I didn't say Herbert to change your life. Notice I didn't say church people will change your life because we don't change lives. Jesus changes lives. Jesus changes lives. We had a lady that came and she kicked the tires around. Really, at her own home because when she came, she gave her heart to the Lord. Didn't grow up in church. And she became a follower of Christ. And God is radically changing her life. Check out this life-changing testimony. Growing up, we, um, our family, I have two other sisters and two stepbrothers. Uh, We grew up not really knowing a God or believing a God. We were kind of under the impression that there wasn't one. Um, So I just lived my life 
how I wanted to live it for me. Um, I didn't think I had to live for anyone else, so um, I got into drinking and being careless and not thinking about other people. And um, I'm a single mom, so I probably wasn't giving the best impression to my kids. I didn't know where else to turn, and I called my friend one Sunday morning. I just woke up and called her and said, hey, will you go to People's Church with me? And um, she said yes. And we came, and um, I came in. I cried through the whole service. He asked, you know, how he normally asked if anyone wants to be saved. I didn't even think twice about raising my hand. Um, and then he said um, that they were doing the baptismal bash, and it wasn't too late if anyone wanted to go, that they could. And normally I'd be nervous, but I, something, I just got up. I went back, and I told him. He's like, it's, you know, at first they were like, they, they told me it might be too late. I didn't have anything that I didn't bring clothes to change into. But they're like, no, 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 we'll go find you something. So they found me a shirt, and um, I got baptized and came back in to service, dripping wet, and finished the service. And went down to the front after church. They prayed with me, and my whole life has changed. My friends have changed. I started attending every Sunday, and then I got to the point where I needed more. And so recently I have joined it, the kids' ministry. Last Sunday was my first one, and I really enjoy it. And look forward to this Sunday. Um, and me and my sister attended the singles night and signed up for, we're going to sign up for a community group. And um, I just look forward to growing with this church. Jesus changes lives. And that's what this church is all about. Amy didn't grow up in church. She taught there wasn't a God. She came to this church and has experienced the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. Come on, you know you get radically saved when you come to church. You didn't even know we were baptizing people. Probably didn't even know what it was. Amy gets up the first Sunday she comes and goes and gets baptized in water. Some of you have been serving Jesus for years. I can't get you baptized. Oh, I messed my hair up. I said, I messed my hair up. But she came and was radically changed. And that is what this church is about. You see, we're going to spend a great deal of our time and our energy and our attention on reaching the unconvinced. And we're not going to spend all of our time trying to keep the already convinced happy. Because I can't keep you happy. Most of you can't keep yourself happy. Amen. How am I going to keep you happy? Amen. We're going we're gonna to reach people who are far from God. I mean, that's what this church is about. That's why we launched the crazy campaign. And, and, and many of you have pledged. And we got 3.1 million pledges. And you're giving aggressively towards the pledge that you made. That's why we're building 42,000 more square feet. We're not doing it for our health. We're not doing it to reach more church people. We're doing it to reach more people who are far from God. Because we have a deep conviction that Jesus changes lives. There's a, a second thing that I want to share with you regarding the vision of People's Church. Number two is People's Church will continue to be diversified and unified. Diversified and unified. People's Church is focused on creating an environment where all people can connect with God. 
Listen, we're going to be a church that is integrated, not segregated. We're going to celebrate diversity and not just tolerate it. We're going to be a church that's friendly, that's a loving church. We're going to welcome people no matter who they are or what they've done or what they look like. Listen, this church will be a church where different skin colors, different cultures, different ages, different financial statuses, the different denominations will come together and worship Jesus Christ. Christ, this church will be a little heaven on earth. How many know that heaven is not segregated? That messed up some of your theology, didn't it? Come on, you thought there was a whole black section where there's going to be black music and then there's a white section where there's just going to be rock and roll music. Oh, no! Heaven is a unified place. And people's church, we're going to let the love of Jesus dominate our lives and we're going to be a church where all people can connect with God diversified and unified Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4 verse number 1 as a prisoner for the Lord then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling listen we've been called you're called to be a follower of Christ pastor how do I live a life worthy of the calling verse 2 be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit. And can I tell you, here's where a lot of churches miss it. Here's where a lot of Christ followers miss it. We make every effort to do the exact opposite. <laughs> to cause as much chaos, much disunity as possible. And, 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 and Paul says, listen, listen, if you want to live a life worthy of the calling, make every, every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit. Through the bond of peace. Verse 4, there is one body. Can I tell you, church, there's just one body? It's very diversified, but there's just one body of Christ. Somebody says, well, pastor... I just want to go to a church where there's just black music. Well, you're in the wrong church because we're going to be diversified. Pastor, I want to be in a church where there's just rock and roll music. We're just going to sing hymns. Well, you're in the wrong church because we're going to be diversified. We may play some Japanese music one Sunday. We may come up in here, and I got cowboy boots on. We're doing country music, but we're going to be diversified and unified at the same time. The most segregated hour every week is Sunday morning. But God's going to help us, amen? God's going to help us here at People's Church. Friends, the Scripture goes on to say, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. Listen, there's one Lord. There's different expressions, but there's just one Lord and one faith and one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all, through all, and in all. Listen, our God is a God that says, listen, if you'll be led by the Spirit, you can be diversified and unified at the same time. There's just one Lord. Philippians chapter 2, Paul says in verse number 1, if you have any encouragement from being united in Christ, surely we do have some encouragement from knowing Christ. If any comfort from His love, surely we've got some comfort from the love of Jesus Christ. If any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, Paul says, then make my joy complete. How? By being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Be unified. Have the same vision. How do we mess this up? Where do things go wrong? Verse number three, Paul tells us, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interest, 
but also to the interest of others. And the reason that churches quit being like-minded, the reason they quit having the same love and, and being one in spirit and purpose is because of selfishness. See, a lot of church people, church people get full of selfish ambition instead of God's ambition. And they start making church all about them. They turn inward and quit looking outward. Come on, I want you to help the, the, the pastor again today. Would you help me? Just look at your neighbor and just tell them this. It's not about you. Come on, help me out. Come on, tell them. Come on, it's not about you. I mean, when did you start thinking that church was all about you? I mean, where did you get that from? I mean, we got 23, 2,400 people that called this their church home. And when did you start thinking that we were going to do church just for you? Well, well, when I, when I show up to church, this is what I want. It's not about you. Well, well, when I go to church, this is what I like. Come on, help me out. It's not about you. Well, if I was the pastor, come on, look at your neighbor. You're not the pastor, amen? When did you think you was the pastor? Who told you that? Why did you come up with your own vision? We got to go start your own church. You got your own thing going. It's not about you. It's about Jesus. It's about making Him known. It's about loving on Him. It's about magnifying His name. It's about lifting Him up. Church was never about you and I. It's always been about Jesus. And we're going to be diversified and unified at the same time. Point number three. Point number three. People's church will continue to help followers of Christ grow spiritually help followers of Christ grow spiritually. Today I want to just give you our baseball diamond if you'll get to our new members, newcomers luncheon and new members luncheon on September the 7th. I'll go into more detail on this. But if you draw a baseball diamond on your bulletin and first base is this. Here's how we want to help you grow spiritually. You got to be committed to church. Be committed to church. Bring your family to church. Your kids, your teenagers. And here's what I guarantee you. If you'll be committed to church every single week, we're going to sing songs that lift up Jesus under the anointing of God's Spirit. Every single week, and here's what I guarantee you, we're going to teach from God's Word. We're going to teach the Bible to you in a very practical, applicable way where you can understand. And if you'll apply it to your life, it'll change your life. You'll grow closer to God. There's nothing like corporate worship and coming to church and hearing God's Word. There's a second way that we want to help you grow spiritually. Second base is be committed to daily prayer and Bible reading. Daily prayer and Bible reading. P and B. Prayer and Bible reading. Hear me today. You've got to become a self-feeder. A self-feeder. You can't make it all my responsibility. Well, Pastor, it's your responsibility to make sure I grow spiritually. No, 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 no. You've got to grow spiritually yourself. It's a wonderful day that we live in that we can all have a Bible ourselves. If you don't have a copy of God's Word, please come up following this experience and we'll give you one absolutely free. Listen, it's a wonderful thing that I don't have to pray for you. I do pray for you as our church family. But you can pray for yourself. You can know God yourself. You can get tucked away with God by yourself and pray and read His Word and grow. You've got to become a self-feeder. You say, Pastor, how do you grow spiritually? I mean, Pastor, you have to preach every week. How do you grow spiritually? Every single day, I spend time in God's Word. And I pray. And I seek God. I mean, rarely does a day go, go by that I'm not in the Scripture and praying. Because I want to draw closer to God. 
And I realized nobody can do that for me except me. Number three, third base, if you're on a baseball diamond, our third base on how we help you grow spiritually is be committed to serving in ministry. Be committed to serving in ministry. When you start serving, it destroys selfishness in you. Almost every time, I can't say every time, but almost every single time when people start yan-yan at church and complaining at church, they're full of selfishness. And oftentimes they're not serving anybody else. They're a consumer. It's all about them. And they hop from church to church, consumer. What's about me? You better give me what I want. And they're never served. They never get plugged into a vision and say, I'm going to make a difference. And and I'm going to be hands and feet of Jesus. And I'm going to help accomplish this vision that's bigger than me. And you know what happens when you start serving others? You take your eyes off yourself. And you get your eyes on others. And matter of fact, Jesus said, the greatest in the kingdom of God is the servant. Number four, a fourth way that we help you grow spiritually here at People's Church is home plate. Home plate is be committed to a community group. Be committed to a community group. And this is where you build friendships, where you grow spiritually with other believers, study God's Word. You're cared for. It's a place of accountability. Can I tell you in a church this size, five experiences on Sundays, there's no way that I know everybody. I don't know everybody's names. I don't know who you are. I, I can't tell you if you're here every week or not for most of you. I, I just can't, I can't do that at a church this size. But our community groups are a place where people know your name. They know your kids. They know when you miss. They pray for you. They care for you. You grow spiritually together. Listen, God never designed his church for you to do life all by yourself. He just never did. He wanted you to grow together with a group of people. That's why he designed the local church. And I want to help you get committed to a community group. I want you to grow spiritually. I believe the community group atmosphere is a place where you'll grow spiritually the best. And if you'll take the card out of your your bulletin, there's a community group card. And we're not going to force you. We're not going to make you. We just want to help you. That's all. We just want to help you. And if you'll fill this card out front and back, there are going to be some pink buckets there in the back. There's some pink buckets. And if you'll drop this card in a bucket, we just want to help you help facilitate and help you get plugged into a community group. You can check out two or three, whatever, whatever suits you. But we want to help you get to know some people at your church home and build some friendships and grow spiritually. And, and maybe you're saying, Herbert, I'm brand new here. I mean, I've only been coming. This is my first time here. I've only been coming for a week or two, and I'm just not ready to make that step. Here's what you can do. Write on your card, October, October. And what we are going to do in October is we're going to launch a series to help you get connected in the community group. It's going to be a four-week DVD series that you can take the DVD home and all you have to do is push play. I do all the talking. I, I, I do all the questions. All you have to do is push play and be the facilitator of the group. And we'll do the rest for you. Just for four, a four-week commitment. Just so you can get to know some people. Check out what community groups is all about. If that interests you, maybe you want to be a host home. Or you want to help launch one of those DVD groups in October. Just write October on your communication card. And we want to help you get plugged in to community groups. Where life change occurs best in a small group setting. Church, would you just close your eyes with me right now?